I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Dave and Dujanovic. Dave and Dujanovic. I got to ask Gephardt if this is legal. Um, So if you see people driving around town with Montana license plates, um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're residents of Montana. Um, There's, I don't want to call it a scheme, but boy, if this ain't illegal, it ought to be. That's the category it falls into for me. (laughs) If it ain't illegal, it ought to be. So KSL 5 Television's Matt Gephardt uh, finds out that People are going to Montana to register their cars, their boats, their RVs, because you pay a lot less in sales tax on these vehicles. You saved over $8,000? $8,000. Jace says he paid $125,000 in Utah for both the truck and another car he used to drive. In Salt Lake County, the combined state, county, and local sales tax rate is 7.25%. So carry the one. He actually saved just over 9000 bucks. Holy smokes. What what am I doing? I've been doing this all wrong my entire life. You said, if it's not illegal, it should be. (laughs) Matt, if it's not illegal, it ought to be. Am I off base on this? Well, uh, it is illegal. Okay. In in Utah, it's not illegal in Montana, who's perfectly happy to have you pay registration fees in their state. So, yeah, it kind of depends on, uh, I guess, which state's laws you think you need to follow. So, so walk us through this. So, so somebody what takes a road trip up to Montana after they buy a new vehicle, or I guess even a used one, or a car, or a, you know, a car, a boat, RV, whatever the case may be. They they road trip it up to Montana, stay for a, a day or two, and then go go stand in line at the DMV there. You're making it sound far more complicated than it actually <laughs> is because you don't actually have to ever leave the state of Utah. Stop it. Um, if, you, if you hop online, now, now the guy we interviewed in our story, and he was, his name's Jason, he was gracious enough to talk to us about this, this thing that potentially he was, he was doing, was a, well, not potentially, was against law in the state of Utah, which basically says you have to have the car, if you have the car for quote-unquote primary use in the state of Utah, you should register it in the state of Utah when you purchase it, meaning you're paying sales tax. Montana does not have a sales tax on cars. So when you, when you, what, what happens is people will, you say, go to Montana. No, you don't have to go to Montana. You can hop online. You can go to their, uh, the Montana Department of Commerce. You can register an LLC for a couple of bucks, and you can basically purchase the vehicle in Utah as a company car for your Montana LLC, and then you drive it as a company car, and that is what many are doing. And you say it's illegal here. Yes. But legal, 
so what what's the crackdown? Is there a crackdown here in Utah? It's really, really tough. So as we interviewed the state's motor vehicle enforcement division, um, it's really hard because it's not, you know, if you ever make a road trip to Montana, you don't have to get new license plates as soon as you cross into, you know, Idaho and right. Colorado and Montana. You're allowed there's, – there's a window with which you're – before you have to get, you'll get a new license, get new license plates. And so how do you know if that Montana license plate right there is just some guy from Butte driving through – or if it's somebody who has been here for, I, I believe, the threshold is 60 days. Butte. Have you been to Butte? Yeah, my wife's from Butte. <laughs> I love Butte, but nobody's from Butte except for your wife. <laughs> my, wife is, my wife is from Butte. I've, I've been there. I've eaten the pork chop johns, which they all swear by, and is the worst pork sandwich on planet Earth, but they love it. <laughs> have you been to the underground city in Butte? I have many times. I, no. I, I so and, Okay, so let's get off the Butte. I was just thinking you could come up with <laughs> – I think you could come up with a, a, a place in Montana that more, more people are, are familiar with. I don't know. Bozeman. We'll say, we'll say, we'll say Bozeman. Kalispell, for example. Cal- Whitefish, Cal- Montana. Cal- okay, so, 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 why, well, okay, so here's the deal. Why doesn't uh, motor vehicle enforcement use license plate readers to capture the Montana license plates and make people prove that they actually live in Montana? Well, you know, again, so it comes down to this window, and they have the technology sort of, uh, and they are trying to do that. So they've been, there's been talk with regards to what they can do legislatively because there's some invasion of privacy things and, and what have you. Okay. But um, they're, they're, they are trying to move in that direction. They are trying to crack down. But when I try to press them on what exactly that looks like, the answers are few and far between. Um, yeah. Mostly they would like, if you are doing this, please stop. You're using Utah roads. It'd be nice if you paid the taxes that supported our schools and our roads and our whatever else. Um, but at the same time, they they're, they're largely into safety enforcement. Is of course they're they're the precipice of what they do. This is not a safety issue. This is a every once in a while they get lucky issue, right? Um, there is another potential side effect we found out. We talked to a couple of insurance companies, and insurance companies don't like it when you lie. So <laughs> if you if you say I live in Montana. I don't, you know, we, we've done stories before about how you can have, you know, different insurance rates based on your zip code, let alone your state. So if you're paying a lower insurance rate, but you're really driving around on the streets of Salt Lake City, you could find yourself after a car accident with the insurance company saying, no, your policy is void on account of you, you, you failed to accurately say where you were doing it. Insurance companies, some of them love to look for excuses not to pay. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that is a real concern that people should look out for. So, Matt, this is... Uh essentially legally slash illegally dodging the sales tax, again, depending on what state you're in. Um, What does this mean for, like, annual registrations? Do they just keep registering with Montana? So, no. So what frequently happens is – well, okay, I guess that depends. Uh, And I I, I should back up and say 100% in the state of Utah, it is against the law. The law is clear. It is written in code. If you primarily use it in the state of Utah, you must register it here. You know, so is jaywalking. How often is that enforced? You know what I mean? So, right. so, so that, that it is 100% illegal. What is happening is, is against the law in the state of Utah. And if you are a Utah resident, you're required to file a Utah law. And then the next question is, are they keeping it registered in Montana? Well, not necessarily. Uh, the guy you saw in our story, he would get the car registered after six months in the state of Utah to be compliant with Utah law in, in that way. Uh, some people, though, because the other thing you have to watch out for is our, our crummy air. And Montana, because it's, you know, big sky country, they don't care if you're blowing diesel all over the place. So there's not a county in the state of Montana where you have to pass an emissions test in order to get your car registered. So 
this isn't just new luxury vehicles. You know, that $50,000 Tesla where you can save, you know, 7.25% by getting registered somewhere else. This is maybe somebody who the state of Utah, the city of Salt Lake, the county of Salt Lake uh, or Cash or whatever the case may be where the air is garbage. They don't want them on our roads. Uh, driving with, you know, a bunch of junk coming out of the tailpipe so they get it registered in Montana and they can kind of sidestep that. Well, just yet another reason to move to Butte. Um, There you go. (laughs) Retiring in Butte. Uh, Matt Gephardt, KSL 5 TV. I found this report fascinating for all the reasons that you can imagine. I just can't imagine, though, Dave, uh, I feel like I would be driving around as as a marked person. Like, at some point, I'm going to get yanked over for... For, for some reason, and I'm going to have to disclose that I have schemed my way into saving 5000 I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Dollars. I am trying to process this, Dad. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a way I could sell everything, move up to Montana for five minutes, <laughs> save a billion dollars, and then just re-register it all here in Utah. What a, what a, I don't want to say shady. It's totally illegal. It's super shady. But don't think for a second I'm not considering it. Okay. But you have a hot take on car registrations and taxes and all the other stuff that costs us so much money when we buy a car. What is it? It's absolutely criminal. <laughs> so, so okay. You're going to have to... <laughs> the well, government's well, crime against the people <laughs> is car registrations. If you don't want us cheating our way out of it, then stop requiring it. <laughs> In the meantime, you're scheming to figure out a way to get to Montana. So I don't you know. don't have to pay thousands of dollars in sales tax it's and tempting. Re- redo your emissions every year. Let's take live calls. But through this whole double illegality scheme discussion, I've kind of lost track of, 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 of what it is we're going to ask our <laughs> listeners to call in about. So what... You you nail the question and I'll call for the phone. I'll call out the phone number. What's I got to come up with the question yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So is this genius? <laughs> is like road tripping and you don't even have to road trip. Is this is this genius or should you be thrown in the slammer for this kind of <laughs> shenanigan? I get the number eight zero one five seven five talk eight zero one five seven five talk. Taking your live calls. David Duchenne. Taking your live calls uh, about what KSL 5 Television's Matt Gephardt just called to inform us about, which is folks heading up to Montana to register their their cars 
and avoiding paying sales tax and also maybe avoiding emissions because Montana doesn't require it. Well, and, and Matt gave us even a better excuse to do this illegally. No, he, he said you don't even need to travel to Montana. In the past, you did. You had to like physically drive up there. But Matt explained to us and said, you can do this online. Live in Utah, but you register that vehicle in Montana where they don't have sales tax. You can skirt that 7.5% or 7.25% and save a ton of money. Yeah, the, the guy he interviewed for Historian Castle 5. We don't tax houses other than property taxes, so why should we not just do a property tax on this instead of sales tax? There you go. It's a great question. We don't tax houses, but we do tax high-end. And believe me, there are cars right now that people drive uh, that's about a mortgage payment for me. That's how expensive some of these high-end cars are. 801-575-TALK. I don't know how much money the state is losing out on from people who do this. The guy he interviewed said he saved about eight to $9,000 by doing this to two cars up in Montana. But imagine uh, an RV. Yeah. Uh, imagine a, a boat, a $50,000, dollars $100,000 boat that gets registered up in Montana. And then for me, I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't be want to be driving around as a, a marked woman because, because I, I, if, if anybody gets caught, going to get caught doing anything illegal, it's me. Right. For no, I mean, it would be something else I'd be pulled over for. And then I'd have to admit, I don't really live in Montana. And then, you know, then the penalties are ridiculously expensive. So you're ending up getting busted and then paying all these penalties if you do get busted. Um, And then you're just right back where you started from anyway. So for me, it's not worth it. How about for you? Uh, I'm I'm a big Freddy cat anyway. So I, I wouldn't do it just because I, I, I would not, I, my stomach couldn't handle. The ulcers that would develop in my stomach if I did get caught, I wouldn't do it. But I look at this and I think if I could save seven, $8,000, $15,000, depending on what it's I'm tempting. purchasing, how could you not be tempted? Because it, at its core, I look at registrations and sales tax on these high ticket items as robbery from the government. I just look at it as it's so wrong that every single year I buy a vehicle, I pay the sales tax, and then I've got to register it every single year. I've got a television. I purchased it. I don't have to pay a registration fee every single time, every single year that I use it. And if I, That's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to add to your fire there. Um, if I buy that car from you after you've already oh, paid yes. sales tax oh. on it. I pay sales tax on it again. Yes, that every time, every time that thing gets sold, Cha-ching. the state is like, "Give me my cut." Eight zero one five seven five talk. Okay, lining up the phone calls. Diane and Layton. Good morning. Good morning. You, you, would you dare drive up to Montana, or guess sit behind your computer and register your vehicle in Montana, even though you live in Utah? I think it's a matter of integrity. I think if if it's against the law, I mean, why do we go to church to become better people? And um, I just think it's a matter of integrity. If that's the law, we can always try to change the law, yeah. but not go not go against it. 
That's a great point. No, Ryan. thank you. Yeah. And I think you make a very, a very strong point, and that's ultimately, I think, where I would land. But I think you could look at this, and if if I'm trying to justify it in my brain, I think the law is unjust. I think it's very strange the things we tax, the things we don't, the winners we create here, well, and the losers we create there. And if you buy a vehicle, I don't want the cost of a vehicle. I paid fourteen grand for my car uh, in 2020, and it was used. So, you know, I mean, I got a deal on it. Yeah. Um, was it 2020? Yeah. Uh, so what's the sales tax? 7%. And that was just- thousand bucks? thousand dollars on a $14,000 car that was already, I think, eight years old, six, seven, eight years old when I bought it. So it's expensive. And I often thought, well, why are you taxing me at seven some odd percent for that car? Um, it'd be nice if maybe you, you halved that, you know, even- Give me, give it, give me, slap, the, slap me with a three percent tax, but on a big ticket item like a car, that's a lot of money. We're loaded up. Okay, we got to blast go. through all these Let's phone go. calls. Branson in Bluffdale, what do you think? Yeah, I've got a couple friends, a coworker, and then a, two acquaintances that have all done the Montana thing. I can't believe how easy it is. Go online, do it, and they have, I've, you know, never had any issue. What I did actually is since I, my parents live, um, I've got a, my dad up in Oregon, they don't have sales tax. And so I put his name on the title. I have Oregon plates and I drive it down here. It wow. several thousand dollars. Wow. At least you're, at least you're close to being legal. Cause you got dad's name on the title. <laughs> uh, Mike from Taylorsville. What do you think of this? Would you, you're, you're from Montana. Would you go back there and register your Utah vehicles there? Would I? Oh, see, that's a tough question. Would I go back to Great Falls, Montana? No. no. no you I would will just not go right back to Great, Great Falls. Falls. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, but here's the thing. Up there, it's very inexpensive to register a vehicle. I think with my 900-year-old Toyota 4Runner, it was like $35 a year. It comes out of Utah, and it's 120 a year now. Yeah. Now, we all need to register. We all want to save taxes. Now, Utah's very expensive. So I'm with Dave. I would like to do it, but having USAA insurance, sorry for the plug, uh, they will not legally let you do that. Yeah, and it's illegal here in Utah. Matt Gephardt, our investigative reporter at KSL, said it was very clear. You can't do this. Doesn't mean that people aren't doing it anyway. John in Lehigh. What do you think, John? Hey, uh, Dave, once again, you are right, as yes. per usual. <laughs> um, you know, as, as, as long as there's a tax that's, that's uh, keeping people from making a purchase, that's, that tax probably needs to be looked at. I think anytime somebody wants to, to buy a car, if the tax is so significant that it, it is a deterrent, um, yeah, that's a problem. I think a tax is, is one thing if it's just a little – a little on the side, but when it's when it's that significant, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, people are just being re- resourceful at this point. Thanks, John. And to Dave's point about televisions, when you're taxing TVs and cars the same at the same rate, and cars are fifty grand, and a television is going down, down, down five, six hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, it can, I think, keep people from getting into that that next vehicle. The average cost of a new car is about thirty five thousand dollars, right? You're paying twenty six hundred dollars. Intact. Yikes. Sky from Ogden. We've got 30 seconds for your take. Would you dare go up to Montana to register your car, your boat, your RV? Yeah, I've got a bit of a different take here. I, I bought my dream car last year, which is a, a supercar, 
took me years to kind of prepare. And, you know, I, I did the Montana thing and my, you know, I had CPAs telling me to, you know, recommended it. And, you know, it was a $20,000 tax bill uh, for this, this car. Wow. And, uh, you know, now I'm feeling like, well, I don't want to be a criminal, you know, I'm, so now I got to go through and pay that bill and I'm, I'm probably going to register it in Utah. And it's, but it's frustrating. Even my supercar was used, you know, it was two years old when I bought it. And here, here the state's getting another 20,000 grand, you know, $20,000 from a car that's used. It's just crazy. Yeah. And I think that that is where you have to look at it. And we have to really have a, a fair discussion about car registrations and sales tax. You, you couldn't purchase a home. There's no way you could buy a home and then pay 7.25% sales tax on it. There's some things we tax, some things we don't. Cars and house totally should be exempt. In four minutes. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.